0: Welcome, listeners, to the Radical Life Support podcast series on the ABCs of the Attributes of God. We are so glad you're joining us today. As always, let's start with our quote from A.W. Tozer. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Studying the Attributes of God radically changed my view of God, and I pray it is changing your view of God, too. Today, we're going to talk about the letter X. God is exalted. Granted. The word exalted does not technically start with the letter X, but I hope you will give me some creative license as I have attempted to do an alphabet list of God's attributes. There just really aren't too many words that start with the letter X, and this was as close as I could get. So let's introduce this attribute. When saying God is exalted, we mean he is high above all else. Placed at the highest or most powerful level. Held in highest regard and standing. God is lofty, eminent, superior, and distinguished. God is to be honored, revered, and esteemed. Understand this, though, that God is exalted whether we exalt him or not. He is the exalted supreme being over all at all times. He doesn't need anyone to exalt him to a position that he already holds, or to a place he already is. He is never low that he becomes exalted due to our exaltation of him. Nothing is above him and nothing is beyond him. He can never be brought down, nor can he be promoted from an outside source. He cannot actually be raised or lifted higher than he is in the truest sense, because he alone holds that solitary and solid highest position now and forever. We can only raise him high and lift him up in the position he holds in our hearts. If anyone is worthy, God is worthy to be exalted, glorified, and magnified. We are the ones who should exalt him for who he is, who he's always been, and always will be. We should exalt him for all his amazing attributes in our thoughts, words, and actions. We should praise Him and worship Him for His esteemed position as Creator of the universe and Sovereign Lord over all the earth. We should elevate Him in our hearts and increase our estimation of Him. Nothing we think or do affects that He is the High and Exalted One. That position He alone holds is stationary. It is we who are either elevated towards Him or descend away from Him. It is we who decide whether we will give him the highest position in our hearts or not. No one on the earth were to exalt God, it would not affect God in any way. Who he is is not affected by those he created. Tozer says, he is what he is in himself, without regard to any other. To believe in him adds nothing to his perfections. To doubt him takes nothing away. God desires our praise and he deserves our praise. But our worship or lack of worship doesn't make him more or less exalted. Let's reveal God as exalted, as we do in all of our podcasts, through the Word, through creation, through Jesus, and in our hearts. Now, how does God reveal Himself as exalted through the Word? All of God's attributes are exalted. Let's see, through 13 of them, that we've studied about how every aspect of His divine nature and character is exalted in Scripture. Let's take two of them together from Job 37, 23, Almighty and Transcendent. The Almighty is beyond our reach, exalted in power. God is Defender, 2 Samuel 22, 47-49. Exalted by God, the Rock, my Savior, He is the God who avenges me. You exalt me above my foes. From violent men you rescue me. God is eternal. Psalms 92 8. But you, O Lord, are exalted for ever. God is faithful. Isaiah 25 1. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things. God is good. Psalms 118, 28, 29. You are my God, I will give you thanks. You are my God, I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. God is holy, and God is beautiful. Isaiah 6, 1-3 gives us a picture of heaven. I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. The seraphs were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. God is just, Isaiah thirty three, five. The Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice. God is righteous. Isaiah twenty four, fifteen through sixteen says, Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, from the ends of the earth we hear singing, glory to the righteous one. God is sovereign, first Chronicles twenty nine, eleven. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. God is vast. Psalms 57.5 Be exalted, all God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. And God is Yahweh. Psalms 34.3 Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. All of God's attributes complement and agree with each other. They flow together in perfect harmony and are worthy to be exalted. How does God reveal Himself as exalted through creation? When does creation touch you? Recently, I've seen the ascent of a harvest moon on a moonless night, rolling hills of red and yellow fall leaves, lush green valleys with crystal clear running rivers, the power of endless water flowing over cliffs, ominous dark puffy rain clouds, and miles and miles of fields of corn. When I think about that God created it all, it does inspire me to exalt God for all he has created and the beauty and or power displayed in it. I choose to declare like Abram did in Genesis 14, I have raised my hand to the Lord, to the Lord God most high creator of heaven and earth. One special thing though, that God created that I want to highlight in exalting God in creation is music. Music is enjoyed around the world especially when words are absent, like classical music. It's a universal language. You can express all kinds of emotions within a melody, such as sorrow, joy, fear, enthusiasm, and praise. Think about how background music in a movie or a play can enhance the feeling that is trying to be conveyed on screen or on stage. Add words to the music and stories are told, statements of love are declared, miseries and heartaches are expressed. Add rhythm and beat, and you might find your body wants to move to the sounds you are hearing. I am particularly drawn to harmony, like in a choir, and I love to hear male and female voices singing their parts together to create a unified song of worship. God created different genres of music that appeal to different cultures and generations. It is a beautiful and very enjoyable thing. Think about all the musical instruments, too, that there are each creating their own unique sound, drums, violins, flutes, trumpets, harmonicas, guitars, ukuleles, harps, pianos, and xylophones. I believe when we get to heaven, we are even going to hear more wonderful music than we have ever heard here on earth. When we worship God, we often think of worshiping Him in song. Sometimes we might have trouble or don't know how to worship God. Music really helps. A song can take you to a place of exaltation and praise. And singing a song in corporate worship can further elevate the worship experience. It's a prelude to heavenly worship. Dr. David Jeremiah states that songs of worship have been sung to God in heaven and earth and go way back in the Jewish culture. Psalms is particularly an entire book of the Bible of songs. It shows us a way to pour out our hearts to God, singing about praise thankfulness, confession, petition, and love. For example, Psalms 95, 1-2 through 2 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. Psalms 102, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. And Exodus 15, 1, I will sing to the Lord, for He is highly exalted. Worship in song can not only help you to focus on God, but when God created music, He knew that worship benefits us as well. It lifts your spirit, and sometimes when you hear a song, it can linger in your thoughts all day long. That's why I think it is best to only listen to songs that are about God and Jesus. I don't believe it's a sin to listen to secular music. I just believe that spiritual music is healthier for your soul. It is always best to fill your heart with things of God and not things of the world. If you have never tried this before, try listening to only Christian music for 30 days and see what a change it can make. John four twenty three and 24, Jesus says, The true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. God is not interested in having us just sing a Christian song. God always looks at our heart. We need to be singing to God and offering up praises and exaltation to Him. We must engage our heart and spirit within the song of worship to honor our exalted God. Don't just sing about Him, but sing to Him and tell Him how much you love Him. How does God reveal Himself as exalted through Jesus? Jesus, as the second member of the Trinity, is exalted too. It was prophesied in the Old Testament, Isaiah fifty-two thirteen. It says, See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Jesus' whole life was to live and give God glory. He humbled himself, did not think equality with God was something to be grasped. Philippians 2, 8-9 says, Because Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. The life Jesus lived demonstrated the contrast between the ways of this world and the ways of the kingdom of God. When Jesus' disciples were arguing about who would be greatest, Jesus said the last shall be first and the first will be last. Matthew twenty three twelve. Jesus says, All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus said that they weren't to be like the Greeks who lorded themselves over others, but they were to become servants of all like him. You see, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He loved God with all his heart, and he loved others. The world says to work towards obtaining the highest job or position you can because that will make you successful, but God says to give your life away to his will and plans for us. There's no place for pride and selfishness in God's kingdom. Jesus says to consider others above yourself, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, it goes against our grain to abdicate our rights and wills to another but Jesus says in Luke 9:24 for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will save it when we choose like Jesus to humbly live for God's glory then great is our reward and blessings will flow abundantly in our direction. In Revelation, Jesus is declared by the elders, the angels, and all the heavenly creatures that he is worthy, saying worthy is the lamb who was slain. Jesus was the only one worthy to open the seals. The main reason Jesus is worthy to be exalted is because the God of the universe says so. If God exalts him, then so should we exalt him. In Acts, Peter said, God raised this Jesus to life. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. Hebrews seven twenty six says that Jesus is a high priest who meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Because Jesus was sinless in all his ways, he is exalted. No other priest on earth can claim to have lived a blameless life. Only his pure shed blood could wash away the sins of the entire world. He was the final lamb sacrifice, completing the old covenant and ushering in the new covenant. After his death and resurrection, he sat down next to the Father, indicating that the work was done. No other sacrifices were needed. Jesus now sits at the right hand of God, which is the highest position next to God. God gave him that position. Hebrews 1.3 says after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. My NIV commentary says that being seated at God's right hand indicates that the work of redemption is complete and that Christ is actively ruling with God as Lord over all. Jesus is given by God the exalted position of King of kings and Lord of lords. No other man or philosophy of man is to be exalted over Jesus Christ. How does God reveal himself as exalted in our heart? Micah 6.6 With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? What are some of the ways we can exalt God in our lives? First is to revere him. Which means to acknowledge the exalted position that God holds and compare it to our humble position before Him. Although God allows us to be so familiar with Him to call Him Daddy, we also are to be reverent before an all consuming, all powerful, exalted God. It is so important to contemplate and worship God in His entirety of being, that He is a God of love, yet zealous that His name be honored. He's gentle yet strong defender. He's merciful, but just. He's present and near, yet infinite beyond understanding. He's long-suffering and gracious, yet unyielding in his hatred of sin, rebellion, and pride. Let us not dwell on a few attributes of God, which limits our thinking of who he is, but understand Him in all His vast array of attributes. We need to be mindful and revere all of His divine nature. Second is to rejoice in Him. Worshiping God exalts Him in our hearts and helps us to keep a right perspective of Him. We are born with an emptiness. We need to fill it with God and Jesus filling our minds and hearts with the goodness of who He is and the knowledge that His love for us is so great, keeps us in a perfect place of peace and rest. Ephesians five eighteen and 19 says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father and for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Another way we can exalt God in our lives is to be resolved. Romans 12, one says, therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. My NIV commentary states that God demands our actions as well as our believing and thinking. Faith expresses itself in obedience. God doesn't want just ritual moral activity. He wants the involvement of your heart, mind, and will, the very soul of you. We must bow before the exalted God, be truly grateful for all that Jesus did for us on the cross, and then resolve to surrender and to offer our lives in obedience and service. Don't just worship in song, but with your entire being. And fourth, we can exalt him by asking him to restore us. Three times in Psalms 80, it says, Restore us, O God Almighty, make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. This psalm was a national prayer, but it can also be a personal prayer. We must constantly acknowledge through prayer, praise, and exaltation that we need this exalted God in all areas of our life. We need his exalted face to shine on us, and we need his salvation and sanctification. We need to tell others that an almighty God can restore their lives too. Let us all exalt the Lord together. Living a radical life for Jesus means believing that God is exalted. If you know of anyone who could benefit from hearing about God's exalted attributes, please share with your family and friends so we can expand our audience. Tell them that they can find us every Friday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. They can subscribe to Radical Life Support on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or Stitcher so they won't miss a single episode. We are coming up on our last episodes, Y and Z, of our series on the ABCs of the Attributes of God, and we would very much like to get your input. Could you please contact us via email at RickandRobinMo at gmail.com so we can forward you a short survey to find out what you like or recommend for improvement to our episodes. All survey responders will receive a document with several verses for each attribute of God that you can use in your daily devotions. Again, email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com and request a survey. Thank you. Your input is very important to us. Next time, we'll be talking about the letter Y. Talk to you then.